Roach, Roach Coach. Podcast. Hot all day. Every is the Roach Coach. Podcast. All day. All day. Every day. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Roach Coach Podcast, the journey to create the new metal canon. My name is Lauren Kozlowski. With me, as always, the original Roach Rider, Mr. Matt Nas. Keep it rolling, baby. There we go, ladies and gentlemen. Back with you, back with another episode of Roach Coach, creating that new metal canon, one album at a time. This week, it is all about who's tweeting. Who's tweeting? That's right. We're going over your feedback, your questions. New news, roachmendations, all that good stuff. And Matt, we had things planned. We had, we, we were like, we're gonna talk about this. Oh yeah, we're gonna talk about this. Totally but that. Then, then something happened, like a lightning bolt, just cracking down right into the center of new metal. Reverberations felt for miles. The bedrock shifted. Everyone was like, "Where were you? Where were you on November fifth? That's right. Where were you when you found out that Jay Weinberg got fired from Slipknot? Where were you? Where were you, Matt? I was home. Uh-huh. Uh, I checked uh, Instagram. Mm-hmm. Slipknot message came up. I texted you, said, did you want to go live to talk about it? You were like, uh, that's a hard pass. <laughs> I believe you said, I'm out of town. I'm out of town and I cannot do it. But here I am, ready to rock and roll with you now, Matt, to talk about this, this breaking news. So so as many people are going to say, when this episode goes up, they go, guys, this is old news. And you know what? We're talking about it now. Well, here's the deal. Uh-huh. On the 5th, if it was just what happened on the 5th that he was released, mm-hmm. it would be old news. But on the day of recording, November 12th, the plot thickens. So we'll just we're just gonna run through all of it. All right, we're just gonna run through all of it. So first of all, Slipknot posts and they say we would like to thank Jay Weinberg for his dedication and passion over the past ten years. No one can ever replace Joey Jordanson's original sound, style, or energy, but Jay honored Joey's parts and contributed to the last three albums. And we, the band, and the fans appreciate it. But as ever, Slipknot is intent on evolving. The band has decided to make a creative decision and to part ways with Jay. We wish Jay all the best and are very excited for what the future holds. So, I saw this and I was like, Slipknot gonna Slipknot, gonna make these changes, gonna move some things around. I read these comments, oh wow, people were invested in Jay Weinberg. Because I don't recall this level of fervor when they fired Craig and when they fired uh, the other guy. Chris Fenn. Chris Fenn, when they fired those guys. I don't recall that level because I think it they were probably not perceived in the same way that Weinberg, because Weinberg, as they said, filling in for Joey after Joey, who also was fired from the band. So that was yes. the other interesting thing, is that reading through this, there is kinda... a big, we don't like the decisions that Slipknot Inc. is making. Indeed. And there seemed to be also something in there about, like, how do they keep firing these people? And and then I was going through there and I was like, well, you know, at the same time, Corey's still there. Jim mm-hmm. Root is still there. But Corey is even saying, like, I, I feel like I'm on a timeline with Slipknot. If but that's they, more of like a I might retire from Slipknot conversation, not a, I'm going to get I, fired from Slipknot. Inc. I feel like Corey Taylor leaving Slipknot is the true, like they better have somebody lined the fuck up. And even then, I don't You know what? I don't even want to consider that right now, Matt. <laughs> Let me just ruminate on this Jay Weinberg situation. <laughs> but I'm just saying, the... Uh, you know, the uh, the situation that I look at it is that um, in the world of metal, and maybe this is just the, the pessimist in me, but in the world of metal, mm-hmm. drummers are coming and going and coming and going. I mean, how many bands have we talked about, metal or hardcore, that is just like, well, it's the singer and seven new guys. Exactly. And the other thing is that in the... I'm looking the, at you, Moto Grader. Uh, in the great history of not even new metal, but of bands in general, how many have made it an extremely long period of time and not changed up members 
and it's a very, very short list. Off the top of my head. That has 100% still the original members? 100% still original members. This is who you got off the top of my head. You 2 Okay. Coldplay. Yep. Radiohead. Radiohead. I mean... I mean, technically Limp Bizkit. True. Now. Now. Limp Bizkit have gone through some guys out, guys in situations, but as of right now... The original the unit is intact. Your unit's intact. But, I mean, you look at just about everybody else. I mean, Korn, they're on a second drummer. Deftones, as we know, are on their, are about on their third bassist. Uh, yeah, you could just run through, you know, and that's like the big guns. Yeah, yeah, you get into these smaller bands, it's very hard to maintain it. So when I look at a band of nine dudes in masks, here's one thing. You're nine dudes in masks. The moment you put masks on, targets. You know, you know what else you put on? A bullseye. Bullseye on your back. Your bullseye on your back. Because if you got a mask on, you can be replaced, bro. Ask Guar. <laughs> All right? <laughs> Ask Mushroomhead. All right? Replacing people. Now, that being said, you can even dig in deeper into the lore if you want to dig into the lore of slipknot we're not going to get too deep into it because then we're going to get the maggots going after us i don't need any of that shit all right but there are some people that swear because the original original guys who created slipknot from the ground up and then brought everybody else in Mm -hmm. clown yes joey yeah paul gray yeah. Paul Gray passes away in 09. Uh-oh. Joey kicked out of the band in what? 2011? 2012? Sure. Dies in 2021? That's two. That just leaves Clown. Lone original guy. Really want to break it down. And then they brought everybody else in after. But there are people that are like Joey and Paul are responsible for those first two records. There is absolutely a lot to be said for the songwriting of Paul. For mm-hmm. those first two records, like mm-hmm. everybody says, like he had the, a lot of the hooks, a lot of the rhythms, a lot of the right. the things that are quintessential Slipknot sounds. Yeah. And and then you know, and then people have definitely brought up the fact that this happens, and it was very funny to also be like, oh, you kicked this guy out. He came in. Also, the end so far sucked my ass. <laughs> it's like, which is it, bro? Maybe that's the call. Maybe they were like, Joe, maybe Jay helped out on that record a lot. And they were like, wait a minute. You don't know. Make up your mind. We don't know. That's the thing at the end of the day, Matt, is that we don't know. We don't know. We can get in those comments. We can maybe make a podcast episode and speculate our asses off. But ultimately, we we don't don't know. know. We don't know. We don't know. Because I remember when... Mm -hmm. We first brought up Jay in reference to Slipknot. I believe Jenny had information or you had information about the previous band that Jay was in saying, good luck with that guy. Indeed. So this news comes out. Everyone's upset about it. Everybody's like, oh, Slipknot, what are you doing? Days later, Jay posts and he says, I sometimes wonder what it would be like to pay a visit to my wide-eyed 10-year-old self falling head over heels in love with a new and exciting sound and culture and tell him all about the last 10 years. Even on the hardest days, I'd like to think he'd be stoked about the adventure that was in store for him. I was heartbroken and blindsided to receive the phone call that I did on the morning of November 5th, the news of which most of you learned shortly after. However, I've been overwhelmed by and truly grateful for the outpouring of love and support I've received from this incredible community I consider to be my creative and artistic home. This is not the ending of the journey I dreamt of and committed myself to seeing through, not by a long shot, but despite the confusion and sadness, there is something that's provided an equal amount of comfort for many of you reading this. Ten years ago, we weren't yet acquainted, and now we are. For that, I'm thankful in ways I'll never be able to fully express. I love playing the drums. I'll always love playing the drums. I'll always have a passion for music, art, and creative expression. Nothing will ever change that. 
I don't know how and I don't know when, but I look forward to creating loud, passionate, and heartfelt music that we enjoy together again. Until then, please know it's been the joy of a lifetime to spend the last 10 years with you sharing in our love for this special corner of the music and art world. This isn't the end, and I'm thrilled to discover what the future has in store for us. Thank you, Jay. Okay. So. Yep. Definitely had uh, some PR people work on that with them. Yep. Put that really together. chat GPT'd that up. Mm-hmm. So I see this. It's pretty boilerplate. Immediately, my thought goes to the Deftone situation that it probably wasn't ever made an official member of the band. No he way. Probably was a for hire situation. Absolutely. And maybe he asked for a little bit bigger cut of the pie. You know, maybe said said a little bit of scratch over here. I'm sweating behind this mask back here. Find all these toms, sweating, wearing a jumpsuit every night. I'm all damp. Yeah, if you're in Slipknot, you are constantly wet. Mm, yeah, absolutely. The hair dryer budget for those guys. So then this gets shared on Twitter, on Rolling Stones Twitter, where they say that uh, drummer Jane Wyberry has responded to news of Slipknot's decision to part ways with him, saying he was, quote, heartbroken and blindsided when he was told. Laura Jane Grace from the band Against Me, his former band, where he played drums, she tweeted, if true, poetic justice. And I was like, ooh, that's a hot one. Then I clicked because I saw replies under that tweet. And the follow-up tweet was, oh, does it suck to find out via Twitter, little bitch boy? (laughs) And I was like, god damn. Laura Jane Grace, she ain't letting this lie. So, Matt, yeah, back when he joined the band, she had posted a bunch of things, never directly naming him, but basically accusing him of being a diva player that demanded a lot of breaks, demanded a bigger spotlight for himself, said that when they were performing, Laura needed to move over so the the audience could get a better view of him. From the audience, he was being blocked. The drummer was being blocked. A lot of interesting stuff like that. Hmm. So for her to go out and say this, pretty hot. Now, what's interesting is further down the thread, someone said, he is a really good drummer. And she said, oh, fantastic drummer. Absolutely fantastic drummer. So that seems to be, no one is doubting this man's talent. No, you can fucking play surfacing. Like, what are we talking about? Exactly, exactly. He's a great drummer. Yeah, that's that's the thing, is that if this dude was whiffing it on these fucking Joey songs... Oh, there's literally no way that he would... The Slipknot people would have been like, get rid of this guy. Get Get him out of here. So, I mean, if anything, that might be part of it. Uh, I saw a couple people say that 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 the, uh, the statement from Slipknot was also kind of undermining to to Jay by saying, while you ably took Joey's place, you know Joey, and you gotta go. So so here we are now, Matt. Slipknot are down a guy. We know they're they, they a day later they started announcing new masks. Um which I'm gonna be honest with you, I feel like that's what we slipknot should be doing once a year. Like I feel like Ooh. that should just be happening. Once a year, Slipknot should even if there's no album coming, they should just be like, hey guys New masks, new mask announcement. I'd be like, great, perfect. They could do like one a year, even if there's like no album for like three years. They just cycle through masks they never perform in. I'd have no problem with that. Because they're doing fests that are coming up soon. Like, Yeah. They're like, we'll see you there, buddy. We'll see you there. So they've got to have somebody lined up. And, you know, one day, listen, we know. Loose lips, they sink ships. Totally. And they also get out there. And I don't know if there's like a new metal Dumois Instagram or something like that. Though there needs to be one. We can get more of them hot rumors of like what it was the reason, you know, which it, honestly, it's probably for everybody who like wants it to be real juicy, you know, it's probably money more than anything else. Has to be. Has to be money. Has yeah. to be money more than anything else, which is honestly pretty boring. So. Bet on that. That's usually what it is because that's why that's what they said at the end of the day was why Chris was fired. Mm -hmm. Yeah, was it was about royalties and it was about merch Mm -hmm. because Slipknot 
Inc., which now is like clown. This is all speculation. I don't know how Slipknot Inc. works, but the accusations that I understood was because clown is kind of like de facto Slipknot Inc. owner of Slipknot. Right. All the all the merch really comes to him first and then is disseminated amongst. So I don't know how any of this works. The fact that a band with nine people has put out as many albums as they have, and it hasn't been like, oh yeah, we've replaced the other eight six times, is a pure miracle. Mm-hmm. Listen, to paraphrase the social network, lawyer up, bitch. You know what I mean? Like that's what you got to do. All right, <laughs> when you're getting drafted into something like this, because think about it. Not only are you joining a band of nine other people, so you're many. joining a band of nine other people. In masks. It's right there in front of you. It's right there in front of you. So I'm just saying to all of our drummers who are listening, who are currently banging away on those practice pads, getting their demos together to send them over to Slipknot Inc. I'm saying it could be the job of your dreams, but it could also end up being the job of your nightmares. 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 But also... Even if you got to play, like, I don't know, a month with them, after that you'd be like, slap it on the old wiki, former Slipknot drummer. You. Me. Mm-hmm. Bobby Sticks. Bobby, Bobby Sticks. Sticks. Could you imagine if their new drummer's name was Bobby Sticks? <laughs> His mask is all Sticks. Aw, Sticks. Just popsicle sticks. Everyone's like, it's the worst mask I've ever seen. (laughs) Terrible mask. We hate your mask, Bobby Sticks. Yeah. Um, So, yeah. Listen, listen. My feeling on all this, okay? This is my feeling, okay? Is that once a band makes three classics which in my opinion slipknot have made three classics in other people's opinions they've made two classics you know what that's still one to two more than most bands that's correct slipknot have here's the thing let's be real slipknot have two agreed upon classic albums slipknot slipknot yes iowa iowa okay everything else is gravy okay everything else is gravy did i listen to this the end so far more than once no Nope. <laughs> I sure didn't. Okay. I've listened to The Great Chapter a couple of times. It's got some rippers. Got some rippers. And We Are Not Your Kind. It's also got some rippers. Let's do it a couple times. What's but, number three then? What's your number three? Oh, duality. Uh, uh, volume three. Okay. Volume three. Volume three. Is your, it's got okay. duality on it. It's got duality Before I Forget rips. on it. It's got uh, uh, Pulse of the Maggots. Pulse of the Maggots, Matt. All I'm saying is that Slipknot have the recording cachet to just do this shit okay yeah also apparently everybody in the world loves psychosocial more than we do so and that's an album four which no one thinks is a classic so i think slipknot can do whatever they want at this point they really can they really can i mean uh metallica was just in town right they were just they just played Mm -hmm. in two Mm -hmm. shows in detroit Mm -hmm. both shows sold out Tickets for the shows, uh, a solid car payment each. Mm-hmm. Solid car payment each. Yeah. Metallica has totally reached that point. I mean, they can pretty much do whatever the fuck they want. They don't. They don't. It's like the Stones as well. They don't need to put out any new music ever again. And and let's be honest, Matt. The worst Slipknot album is better than the worst Metallica album in my estimation. Oh, 100%. You're telling me, listen, the end so far, not great. But I was listening to it. I listened to the whole thing. Unlike, say, like, Reload. I was going to say, like. Death Magnetic. (laughs) Could you imagine listening to Death Magnetic more than once? (laughs) I can't believe they got through making that album. (laughs) Well, that's like every Eminem album post, like. The, the the Marshall Mathers LP. It's like mm. uh, no, I, I will I, I will say that I listen to Encore uh, probably more 
than than once for sure. But everything from le- relapse on is like. Let's see what Eminem's doing. Wrapping a word in orange and syringe Matt, and oranges. Matt, I can tell you, Eminem relapse is like, if your options are listen to relapse or listen to a toilet flush for a straight hour because the flapper's not working right, stick with that toilet, okay? Stick with the toilet, all right? Relapse is rough. Relapse is... <laughs> Relapse is so so bad that Eminem was like, sorry about relapse, and it wasn't even a year later. He put it out, and he was like, whoa. Oh, boy. I'm still working stuff out. I'm I'm still still working stuff out, yeah. And then he put out recovery, and he was like, I'm going to rap the same for 75 minutes. Beats will change. My cadence won't. Anyway, you know what? I hope everything works out for Jay Weinberg. I hope he's I'm sure it will. He'll be fine. You know, he'll be hitting them skin somewhere soon. Uh, look, Laura Jane look, Gray. Jay Weinberg's dad mm-hmm. is the drummer for the E Street Band. He is. You know, like, mm-hmm. He could be like, hey, dad, you got, you got an opening band that needs a session drummer? And mm-hmm. he's going to be like, I got you. Oh, yeah. And, and listen, on top of that, he is the former drummer in Slipknot. He right. was ably playing, surfacing, people equal shit for years people know he's got the chops so he's he's an in-demand guy you know he'll be fine he'll be playing with exodus in no time all right up next matt we got a segment here we we dropped the ball so we're gonna call this one oh yeah we're gonna call this one the coach has gotta make it up making it up so matt it came up in a recent episode of the roach coach podcast this very show yeah that you were not a fan of A Perfect Circle. Correct. And that you had never listened to or had only listened to some of their seminal debut record, Mare de Nome, Correct. Released in the spring of 2000. Perfect. I'm so glad you told me that that was 2000. Yes, Matt. This is a record that I have listened to. I am going to guess... Uh, like hundreds of times i feel like i've listened to this album so much i put it on on a drive recently and i was like my god this record is imprinted on me like i if you asked me like when's your parents wedding anniversary i I would take me a minute but if you needed me to like just like make the noises of like billy howardell's guitar solo on the hollow here i am baby i'm howling i'm howling for the hollow so yeah this record's in me all right and so when you were like i don't know it i don't like it i'm not interested i was like wait a minute wait a minute matt you need you need to get in there need to spend some time with billy Mm -hmm. maynard yep paz bass and i believe josh freese on drums Yes. Get that right? That sounds right. Okay. So I have in my hot little hands mm-hmm. physical copy. Purchased day of release from Best Buy, Madison Heights, Michigan. On an employee discount because I was working there at the time. Also, um, it's not attached to it, but it also came with a bonus disc. Because this was this was Oh bonus. wow. This was they used to do that, man. Oh, Best I remember. Buy, man. They were bundling. The Best Buy was like you give us extra tracks, you give us the bundle, baby. All right? Those local mom and pops, we got to bury them in the ground. I need to see Lost how many house six feet deep. All right? Bobby's Record Town. Sam Goody. Goody bye. Goody bye. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Listen, Best Buy want to be picking their teeth with their bones. All right? Um, ironically, as we say this, Best Buy has announced that they will no longer be selling physical media, physical media. Uh, of any kind, except for video games, come the new year. So I guess I'm never going into Best Buy ever again. So yeah. why? Uh, I, I told my I told my Blu-ray story, right? No. Yeah. Um, went to pick up a Blu-ray at uh, Best Buy and uh, couldn't find it. Asked somebody if they could tell me where I could find a Blu-ray, and they said Blu-ray player. And I said, um, no Blu-ray. Why don't you go on Amazon? <laughs> Best Buy employee. Why don't you go on Amazon? Stunning. 
Wow. Yeah. I guess that's a that's a company that knows it's knows it's been beat. Mm-hmm. So, Matt, I'm holding yeah, I'm holding I'm holding it here. And I I, I just want to say, as as I mentioned in the past, this is a record that I could you could walk around. This was like a bit of social currency amongst uh white boys um ages eighteen to twenty in uh ni- in two thousand to two thousand three. Okay? Well I definitely was one of those. Yes. So <laughs> Yeah, and so you could you could walk around and you could just say to people like Meredith Gnomes and they go, Yeah, Meredith Gnomes, yeah, yeah. You, you know, you'd handshake. We didn't we didn't dap back then. We just handshake, you know. Maybe mm-hmm. you'd bro shake. Oh, yeah. But you wouldn't yeah, but you wouldn't we didn't we weren't dapping yet. And uh and I remember when uh when the second record came out, big deal, people were hyped. Everyone was hyped. More perfect circle, bring it on, bring it on. So this is a record that everyone could agree on. But Matt, it sounds to me like you are somebody who did not agree on it. But now you have spent time, you listen oh, to the full album, cover to cover. Cover no. to cover? No. <laughs> no. No, I've I have uh let me just say this. Oh boy, uh, here gonna, we go. There's going to be so much more perfect circle for you. I'm going to give you all the perfect circle I've got. You're going to your cup is going to be overflowing with perfect circle because I'm giving you it forever cuz I don't ever need to hear another note of a perfect circle. I have zero nostalgia for this record where I think you have a hundred percent nostalgia for this record. I don't think the album's bad. I think time has been terrible to this record. And here's what I mean. This is now this album style production and everything about this record is now a, um, audio gear testing demo, uh, for high end audio file, uh, gear. It is just, it is just very meticulously crafted music that you play on high end gear to get the most out of it. But it's not; they're not playing a perfect circle. They're playing like a studio session band because I feel like this is literally seven hundred demo rock riffs that I have, like in a in a. Um, Oh, I love that. I got the thumbs up. Um th- it it is it sounds very much like the demo rock riffs that are now standard with like an artlist.io or I need a rocking thing to put this on descript uh, and it'll play a song that is ripping off a perfect circle 100% and it's just like rock track. The, the this is so cooked into the culture, it is now just rock track. And when I come back to this source material, because I have no nostalgia for it, I'm just like, yeah, I d- uh, this does nothing for me. I've heard too much of this. I do, I do not need this at all. Okay, Matt. So basically what you're saying is this is the same complaint that I hear from people when I tell them that Citizen Kane is one of the great films of all time. They're like, I've seen all these bits. Everyone's ripped this movie off a million <laughs> times all the time. And I'm like, I know, but they really kind of did I mean, it's it also a, It's boring and I don't like it, but <sighs> Citizen Kane is amazing. No, and I so love Citizen is Kane. Sarah's... <laughs> um, it's interesting because as you point out, and there's somebody else I missed uh, in the lineup here in a perfect circle, Troy Van Leeuwen. Um, also played on this record. Which and one was from Failure? Troy Van Leeuwen. There we go. And the thing about it is that Troy, Josh Freese, Paz, and in a way, Billy Howardell, are all guys who have been working in the trenches either as supporting players or as session people for yep. a really long time. And now as we record this, I mean, I think pretty Troy has been – back in failure for a while but he was in uh queens of stone age for a while and then josh freese i mean he is kind of all over for many many years and now has a permanent position in foo fighters yep and paz is now officially in pixies you know so these are people who with with known pedigrees and maynard's in a little band called tool definitely uh yeah and uh what's interesting to me though is that what i hear what i heard at the time 
And I think what really hit for me at the time was it was like, I'm a big old tool head. Okay. I haven't had a new tool record in four years. I won't get one for another year. Here's new Maynard vocals. Great. Perfect. Thank you. But they're going to be put over much more straight ahead rocking riffs. Okay. On a record that's 44 minutes long. I'm not going to say no to that. And then what you get is this boy, Billy, playing his GD heart out, making that guitar sing on the hollow, on Judith, all-timer track Judith. You just feel like somebody who's I been I watched waiting. the video for Judith. Yes. You said that I needed to watch it. Yes. And have you seen Van Halen's Jump? Because if you really want a performance video, Unfucking believable. Unfucking believable. For one, I love Van Halen's Jump. There it I've is. Gone on the record. I've gone on the record as loving all David Lee Roth era Van Halen. All of it. The thing is, for one, the video for Judith is directed by one David Fincher. Yes. Okay. All right. He uses all the tricks of the trade to show us the band basically just performing in a space. But it looks sick as fuck, Matt. At one point, Paz pauses on the on the bridge before they go back into the verses again, and she puts her hair up in a hair tie. And I was yes. like, is that the coolest, sexiest thing I've ever seen in my fucking life? Just a lady putting her hair up, and I was like, I'm, I, I have never seen a better thing in my life. I don't even know how to explain it. Because then she drops back down, she starts playing the bass again. I'm just like, ah! All time. And you know what, man? I know you're saying, I know you said the thing about nostalgia early on. And I would say is that I was not in the zone on the Judith video for a while because I was only seeing it sporadically on like college TV, you know, video stations, if ever. It wasn't like a heavy rotation video, you know? Mm-hmm. Now seeing it lovingly restored on YouTube, I can only assume. Billy Hollowdell's mom is must be preserving these videos because they look pristine on YouTube. Pristine. It's just one more feather in the cap to those boys. The other thing about this record, though, is that when I go and I listen to the subsequent stuff that Billy Hollowdell has done, it really does feel like he had all this stuff saved up for record one. And then record two, record three, the solo stuff is like, I I, I don't have as much. I don't have as much. And I'm sorry, but I'm going to do what I can. And the thing is that Maynard's vocals and Maynard's lyrics, it's not like he phoned it in. It's not like he, yeah, you know, I mean, but I guess for you, as somebody who's never been a Tool guy. I mean, I like Tool, but I'm not like. But but for you, you just, you hear this record and you're like, everyone, you're, you're feeling more is that everyone else heard this record at the time and they were like, let me steal a little bit. And now you've been hearing nothing but stolen things for 20 years. Yes, I definitely feel like. I feel like every session musician that's come up the ranks has to know this album cover to cover. You know, like it ju- it feels like a session musician's teeth cutting. Mm-hmm. Like and that's why it sounds like a demo disc to me. It's, you know, Maynard is the lead. You know, like Maynard is the secret sauce. That is kind of like the star that pushes this over. Uh-huh. You know, because it's undeniably Maynard. Um But I don't I don't know. I listened to it. I I mean I started it like seven times and I got <laughs> five tracks in each time and I was like Matt, you didn't even make it to three Libras? No, I uh, no, I listened to three because that was a single, wasn't it? It was. I made sure to listen to all the singles. And I've heard the three Libras on the radio a million times. So, no, I made it. I made it pretty far because it is short. I was gonna um, say, man, it is yeah. short. But I, I don't think I've heard over Brenna or thinking of you. Over's kind of just one of those tinkly taking you out kind of songs. But thinking of you, that's got some riffing going on. Yeah, um, it's it's weird because yeah. it's just like I also understand that my taste is. Not great. Uh, I like Muse, Lauren. I'm hopeless. What are we talking about here? I know, Matt. I mean, at the end of the day, you like Muse, and there's nothing we can do about that. Right. So, like, anybody upset right now that I don't like uh, Perfect Circle, don't. This should not bother you. 
It's, I like Muse. Come on, he just, likes, it's, a, it's a man that likes. We should just we should just have that as a disclaimer at the start of every episode. By the way, Matt, Matt, one of the guys in the show, he likes Muse. I think Origin of Symmetry is a great album. So <laughs> take take my opinion with a grain of salt. Uh, um, yeah, I, it, it was just like twenty three years later. I'm hearing it for the first time, and it's like I've had twenty three years worth of music. And now that now this is like rock sampler pack number one on Fruity Loops, you know, mm-hmm. which isn't Are, the, which isn't a perfect circle's fault, mm, right? But it mm. also was isn't going to drag me into this record because I am not the, you know, I don't like going to Tool Town like when other right. bands do it on the That's show. Right. So mm-hmm. it's kind of like. He takes me to. He can do nothing else but take me to Tool Town. That's the only place he knows. Right, That's where he lives. Yeah. That's where he lives. That is his home. Yeah, it's his home. Um. All right. So in closing, if you approach Matt on the street and you say to him, "The code is Magdalena," he won't know what you're talking about. He's no, not in the zone. Now, if you say it to me, we'll get it going. We'll get it going. Um, and also, if you approach me and say uh, the title of the album in the way that my old roommate Lee says it, Mayored Gnomes, we will also have a way to talk as well. So, perfect, Matt. Classic, Matt. This next segment is something we have not done in a while. True. And um, we're going to call it Who's Got Episode Feedback? Episode Feedback. So, Matt, we just did an episode. Sure did. All about Apartment 26. Absolutely. And we've got some exciting, exciting feedback on this episode. This is, this is big. Big, big. You called me the moment this happened. And okay. we... Okay. Well, you, want, you want to start with this? You want to just start with this? I think we have to start with it. Maybe. Okay. I don't know. We've teased. I feel like... Now we've teased. We've got yeah. to hold out. we got to oh, okay. stretch, baby. All right. Okay. We got a lot of feedback, guys. Tons. <laughs> we got a lot of feedback. First over on Facebook... Matthew Hebert said, this is by far the worst album you guys have refused, uh, reviewed, LMAO. Much love, guys. Matthew, thank you. I disagree. I do disagree. I disagree. This is. I respect the opinion. Respect. But this is, I wouldn't, I don't think I'd put Apartment 26 in the top or the bottom 25. I don't albums. think I could ever make you listen to another Mushroom Head record. Matt, I just don't ever see that happening again. Mushroom Head, off the top of my head, albums that we've done that are worse than this album. Mushroom Head, Tura Satana. I was going to say. Dead Z. That was a rough one. Uh, Motograder. I was going to say Motograder. And Motograder record's really bad. Those, well, those are the ones that stick out in my head as just like real tough listens that were even hard to do notes. Because definitely there's some albums that are like, like, this album's not good, but it was not like I was, like, killing myself in the notes process, you know? Mm-hmm. Okay, Bloodhound Gang is definitely worse. Not to me, baby. <laughs> uh, Macho Man was definitely worse for me. No way. Come on. Yeah, Macho Man was definitely way worse. Let's not see. a chance. Put um, that on right now. Oh, boy. Kick some I, that, butt. That Broham record, that's probably worse than this, I would say. But I get what you're going yeah. with. Yeah, I yeah. think this is probably the worst one we've done I mean, Lately? worst is uh, this is uh, this is the album that has the most opportunity that we've done yeah. in a long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, oh, well, th- Matt, was this album worse than Zebrahead? If I take myself out of the new metal mindset, mm-hmm. I could probably get down with three or four Zebrahead tracks. A whole album. Mm is impossible i just very think tough. that it's just very very tough. very tough very tough um but i don't think i could pull four or five tracks off of this apartment 26 and be like mm-hmm. i want to hear these five tracks again it's like right nah. yeah so matthew appreciate the opinion i think we definitely listen to worse but fair enough fair Either enough way we agree it's not great it's not in the canon true all of these things are true. <laughs> all of these things are true uh matt we have a comment from lars lars comes in he says i read an interview with the band just as this album came out they used seven string guitars seven and in their promo picture one of the guys has had dreads so of course i went and bought the album 
I had the European version, which features the bonus track Void, featuring featuring none other than Burton C. Bell. Have you listened to this? I haven't listened to this, but Matt, I wanted to touch on this real quick. A guitar can have seven strings? Hmm. Okay, I've definitely seen a six-string guitar. That I've seems to be string. like standard. It seems pretty pretty cut and dry standard, but to, to introduce a seventh string... That might give you a signature sound. It might. It might take things to another level for your band and for their sound if you utilize it right. Yeah, definitely. Uh, especially if you also have a guy in the band with dreads. Correct. I wonder if there's any bands who have utilized a seven-string guitar in a positive way to perhaps create a signature sound that would carry them to the heights of rock stardom. The world will never know. We may never know. I don't know. Write us. Let us know. But no, Matt, I have not heard this song, Void, featuring Burton C. Bell. Putting Burton on your track, always a good move. Let's check it out. All right, here we go. Wait a minute. Yeah. We have to do it again because that was at two times speed. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. There's no way this is right. <laughs> We're keeping this all in. Okay. You can't. Now the dirty secret's out. I watch YouTube at two times speed. Holy shit. Vibe's already different. Vibe is way different. to Burton? Listen, you get Burton in there, you get Burton spitting some classic new metal math. If he gives it all, he's got nothing left to give. That right. is pure, perfect new metal math. I think that's fine. I think that's fine. Is it a little bit better? Double speed? Maybe. <laughs> I I really loved it. I mean... Uh, I was really into a double speed. Um, D- DJ uh, 2X over here. Yeah. <laughs> watch it. You watch everything in 2X? Um. I mean, I watch I watch a lot of uh, guys. I watch way too many podcasts online, and if if the you know I, I listen to our show at two X, so yeah, we take forever. I get it. I get yeah. it. I get it. We Matt. just shove two hours into an hour, and I'm I'm on. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Well, thank you so much, Lars, for that feedback. Might overlook said, man, backwards is an absolute banger. If you're moving into this type of fringe new metal, you got to do some God Lives Underwater. 
Okay. Yeah. So maybe I mean I looked up. Some I always guide- thought they were industrial. Yeah, I always thought they were too. Let me just double check and see what's going on in the old God Lives Underwater wiki page. And um, industrial rock, electronic rock, techno, industrial metal, alternative metal. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like things would be pretty far adrift if we start doing God Lives Underwater. I think so. Um, but That's for uh, my industrial pod. Yeah, I can say, yeah, that's for Matt's pod, industry me. Cybernautical. You know what, Matt? Just call it Cyberjackers. All right? Just call it Cyberjackers. Get in your box runners and listen to Cyberjackers. Listen to Cyberjackers and Matt. Every week he listens to a different uh, industrial album and he goes, he either says, Am I jacking in or are you jacking off? All right? <laughs> That's the rating system. Okay? Oh, get, get all of your your tubes ready. Let's see. Uh, Gareth Davies, a great app, you guys. Love the banter. Matt's graduation slash commencement speeches and lots of classic dad talk. Also, I also don't mind this album at all. Nepo Babies have done far worse. I'll tell you what, though. Next side project summer, hit up GZR's Plastic Planet, where you get Terrence Butler Sr., his nephew, the real Burton C. Bell, and some classic man-machine lyrics and themes. Mm. Mm Mmm. Interesting. So you think it's Geezer's Plastic Planet? It might be Geezer. It might be GZR. It might be either. Yeah. All I know is that at these moments, Mm. when we find ourselves together in this room, We must remember that our parents are important to us Mm -hmm. and have been a guiding post that shines the light that guides us to the places we need to be. Lauren, did you listen to that speaker? That was a good speaker today. He made a lot of good points. Did you listen listen to what he had to say? Were you too busy playing grab ass? What were you doing? (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Hey, Lauren, Uh, what were you doing out there? Uh, Listen... Listen, I've already been listening to people talk for four fucking years. Give me a goddamn minute. Give me a goddamn minute. Give me a Maybe goddamn I minute. Don't want to hear it anymore. I don't want to hear any more speeches. Maybe I've been hearing speeches for four years and I We I all wanna... wear shoes. That was <laughs> my that was my uh <laughs> God bless him, but like it was a distance runner who who did the Oh uh, yeah, talking about some shoes. Talking about shoes. We all wear shoes. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> And, and of uh, course, I think her like Forrest Gump came out in '95, so it was like a Forrest Gump mixed in there. Crazy. That's tough. That's tough, Matt. Um, Auntie Allen said one word: woof. Hey, yeah. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't great, unfortunately. Yeah, it wasn't great. Yeah. A follow up from JD. JD comes in with real Roach Riders and Indigo Angels. No, it's. Word barber who will remind you sex is worth it. That's right. That's right. Word barber is the guy who let us know sex. Yeah, check that out. It's worth it. Why isn't word barber giving some commencement speeches? That's what you need to get. Hey, kids. Drugs. Doom. Sex. Oh, shit. Have it. Oh, my God. I'm paying. Dad, I listened to every word of that fucking speech. All right. So, so for all the kids playing at home that might not remember who the word barber is, that is a songmeetings.com commenter, right? That is correct. Mm -hmm. Yes. Just making sure. Were you a little concerned the word barber was either a member of a band? (laughs) Yeah, super villain. I was Uh, worried the word barber was out there snipping words. Actually, Matt, I just I'm just receiving word now. Word barber, he's getting a new mask made. He's the new drummer in Slipknot. His mask is all scissors. He wants to let you know that he's going to be playing them toms, playing them cymbals, and sex. Totally worth it. Totally worth it. Tom said, "Wait, what?" You're just getting to this album now? Holy hell, I thought this was done years ago. This is some Roach Coach Mandela effect shit. Listen, Tom, every time we do an album, we have to double check that we haven't already done it. Because we're deep in the weeds now, man. We're in the weeds. Well, we, you, at this point, I think you could fool me. I think it would take me like three songs in, and then I would be like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Do you think, I mean, you would have to listen to it way more, but me, I think you could get me. I think you could, you could April Fool's me pretty good and be like, oh yeah, no, we're going to do this 
you know, this episode from like the fir- from like 50 to 125. Mm-hmm. I can almost guarantee I don't remember. Uh, I'm just I, I love to play this game, Matt. So I'm just going to go back. I'm going to go back here and I'm going to throw. Let's see here. Actually, I don't know. 52. There's some because I mean, you remember relative ash. Yes, they were the ones about jizz, right? That's right, Matt. Do you remember yeah. Third Strike? They, I believe we had to go to the boards because they might have been a Christian band. That's right. Of course you remember Boys in Flaw. Yep. Um, oh, the record, this does have episode 82, Crossbreed, Synthetic Division. I've been Men in Black Mind Wiped. You, <laughs> <laughs> you can put on Crossbreed right now. Right now. No idea. I'd be like, oh, I got to do this on the show. <laughs> I mean, like, <laughs> yeah. I, it's one of those ones where it's just like, oh, that's a great song. Put it on the long list. <laughs> uh, but but rest assured, this was the first uh, time that we've done uh, our boys' apartment 26 on the show. There it is. Synthetic. Di- I, now I recognize this cover with the fly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Matt, a comment from David Boone. Yeah, we did get a we did get that one said you absolute mad geezers did it hell and i cannot stress enough motherfucking yes for real though this album unlocks primal junior year memories in me not done with the app yet but this album was weirdly core to my high school experience i get it i get like it's what i just said about mirror it's like it wasn't for me but i'm way too late to it for you, this, it is a primal, visceral, this means a lot to me record. Matt, I would say this, uh, like I said, it was the social currency of fall 2000 at Lake State University. That album, Chocolate Starfish, Corn Issues still got a lot. Listen, you could be in a situation you're like, am I going to be able to connect with this other young man in any way possible? And then you could be like, you like corn? You like issues? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're like, oh, thank fucking god. Oh, things were things were intense there. I thought I was gonna have to like have like a serious conversation with you, but we can just talk about corn issues for 15 minutes. Uh, Ryan on Instagram said the Sega Dreamcast is going to revolutionize the gaming industry. Everyone is going to have one, and this band, Apartment 26, is dropping an album called Hallucinating, and that people will be talking about it for decades. And we will we'll get, get laid. Ryan. David Boone did write back. Uh, oh. he, he wrote to say, I regret to inform you this did not hold up. By you, I mean 16-year-old me. <laughs> <laughs> perfect. Perfect. So, Matt, we get all of this great feedback. It's very nice. Very wonderful. And then we get a DM on the old Roach Coach page. Oh, my and God. This DM, Matt, oh is God. from Biff Butler. <laughs> I'm going to let everybody know. Okay, that the way I have notifications set up on my phone is the pop-up, and it'll say Roach Coach, and then I believe it says the name of the person, but that it doesn't really give me too much else about what they say. So I just see Roach Coach, and then I just see Biff Butler, and I was like, isn't that the Apartment 26 guy? And I was both like, do I read this? I have to read this. What am I going to do? I have to read this. Oh my God. I'm about to read this. And Biff Butler said, brutal, but a delightfully humbling listen. Thanks for that. Like your guest said, music for the massive is better. Do that one next. And then the emoji where you're hiding your eyes, but sort of peeking through a little bit. You, so uh, you called me. I called you, Matt. There was to no let way me know just... that you got this message. Mm-hmm. Yes, I got this message. You and I were cackling. Couldn't we be. were laughing very hard, losing our minds because <laughs> Biff Butler listened to our show, right? Mm-hmm. Which took forty nine minutes. To get to the second song. I I should mention, we also did receive a text from Josh Toomey who said, um, 49 minutes and you're just on track two. (laughs) I was like, we're the best. What can I tell you? Nobody like us. We're on brand. Nobody does it like us. But then 
I'm laughing because Biff Butler, son of legendary bassist Keezer Butler, had to sit through us talking about cutting our dicks off. I mean, this assumes that he listened to it at 1x speed, did not use the 15 30 second button. I have to way. imagine he just, all right, let's just keep going. Maybe he did, maybe he didn't. I don't know. I, <laughs> this is, is I, how I imagined the 15 seconds went. So, Lauren, just tell me that you, and you wanted to cut your, you, you, oh, yeah, this is the year cut dick off. <laughs> maybe. Like, how did I time that perfectly? Maybe. You know what? I, you never know. Um, I like to think whenever whenever I find out that someone who who listen who made the album listened to one of our shows, I always like to think that they listened to it at uh, at half speed. They slowed it down even slower to luxuriate in it more. Um, but Biff, thank you so much uh, for writing to us. I did I did message him back, um, and uh, and I mean if he's saying we need to do music for the massive, we should do it. Yeah. I guess we we I think we have to. Like if the yes. person who made it is like you have to do it, then clearly we have to do it. So we'll be we'll be back to them well soon. And certainly you're in a band, you're not in a band. Keep on saying hello to us. Keep on commenting. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, email roachcoachpodcast at gmail dot com. Slide into those DMs. We love to hear from you. Uh, Matt, there's only one way to close out an episode of Roach Coach, and that is with Vandals Can't Handles Part 2. Ooh, the rise of the roach. The artist this week is a band called Polkas. Uh, The song is Close to the Enemy, and the version I have is on an album called Greed. So here we go. We got there. We got we there. We got there. We got there. It was a second. I was a little, he, I was a little nervous there for a minute because it, I'm going to tell you, Polka's, uh, this album came out in 1998. Okay, perfect. So this kind of that like hardcore new intersection mm-hmm. that a couple of bands did. Dug it. Glad they went where they went because his voice, uh, not the strongest. What, man? His voice when he what? was singing those verses. Oh, not that. But when he got to that chorus, mm. punch my fucking ticket. I would say the thing I got from it was definitely this is if you told me this band toured with like one minute silence, I would totally buy that. This one was definitely one where I was like, this guy, he starts strong with the wake ups. I was like, yes, love that. Wake us the fuck up. Let's do it. And then he gets into the things that he wants us to wake up to know about. And then you start to creep into that area where it's like, hold on. Are you a cool person waking me up to the things that are harming me? And, you know, I need to be woken up about. Are you a rage against the machine wake up, basically? Where I'm like, oh, man, you're hipping me to some shit. Oh, shit. But then you could also, it's that fine line, Matt, where you also turn into the wake up. Where suddenly 
you're my dad. Mm. Wake up. Hey, wake, wake up. up. You fell asleep during you wake up, get out of bed. Wake up, you fell asleep during this incredible commencement speech. They're talking they're making shoe metaphors. All right. And when your shoes wear out, you will appreciate all the miles that you walked in them. Wake up. Wake up. This you know, and so that's where he gets he gets in there. He starts to get a bit into the weeds. But he gets out of the weeds enough and he delivers on the course. I like that the band was just like, uh, this is a little bit too mid-tempo for us. Let's rock. Let's rock it. Yeah. It's like they told him, like, listen, at this point, we're going to do it. If you're not done with whatever you're whatever saying, the fuck you're we're going we're gonna to railroad right over matter. you, buddy. So overall, I enjoyed it. I definitely think I would put it in. I want to hear more. I just shot over to the long list, Matt, just to check on it. And indeed, this is already on the long list. There it is. So someone did recommend this album at some point down the line. Uh, I do not own a physical copy of it, though, but I have a feeling that might be more of a, uh, this might be a little harder to get a a hold of. I feel like this one's, yeah, a little bit under the radar. Yeah. But thank you, Eric Vandal, for that one. Another hot one for the Vandals Can't Handles. The Rise of the Roach. There you have it. Matt. Believe it or not, that brings us to the end of another episode of Roach Coach. We did it, buddy. We did it. Thank you so much for listening. Keep on saying hello to us online. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok. Send us an email, roachcoachpodcast at gmail.com. Jeez, my voice is like going as we're getting out of here. Boy. And until next time, Matt, thank you. Lauren, thank you. Roach Riders and Indigo Angels. Thank you. All right. Bye bye. You're such an inspiration for the